Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Rich Eisen Show Basketball Podcast. We're back! Yay! That just fell flat. <laughs> hey. All right, everybody, we're back. We're back. We're back. Hey. We're back. Hey. Hey. Off last week. Hope Ooh. you guys had a great Fourth of July holiday. Hope you've been enjoying Summer League and NBA free agency and all the crazy mad rumors. We were just talking about Harrison Ford right before we came on the air. He's 80 today, guys. That is absolutely insane. He has no basketball ties whatsoever. I have no idea if he's <laughs> a fan. Of. But are you a Han Solo or Indiana Jones, Adam? I'm he's from a, Chicago. He's your guy. Yeah, I'm more of an Indiana Jones guy. Okay. I like the adventures that he has in that. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy that. TJ, Han Solo, or Indiana Jones? I mean, what an impossible question. Because, like, I know. Star Wars, I was a kid when that came out. Yeah, I mean, huge. I was, like, four. and But for some reason, I can still vividly recall. So, huge Star Wars fan. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was the first movie I ever saw twice Two consecutive times in the movie theater. Wow! Like I, I went and then I somehow snuck in. Like and same day or next day? Didn't leave the theater. Okay. You just stayed. Whoa. Stayed. I was like ten or eleven. Oh, yeah, amazing. like yeah. So that's really, really that's tough, amazing. man. Wow, um, that's awesome. But I know you hate it when I do this, so I, I guess I, you got to go with your first love, and that would be uh, Han Solo. Yeah, Han but it, Solo. that's a tough Come one, on, man. man. Did you just Han chill Solo. like in the in the in the hallway or like in the actual yeah, theater? It, it, or what, what did basically you Basically, what I can remember from that day is I think maybe our a church group of kids went, and we went to the theater and we watched it, and then all I can remember is like. Oh, here's what happened. We went to go see one movie that I didn't want to see. So I went into, I kind of snuck in myself to see <laughs> Indiana Jones and it, the movie had already started. So I got to see probably two thirds of it. Then I just hung around and dipped back in and then watched the, the entire movie. So it, it was the same day. And that's kind of how, how that happened. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah so that, Good you know. job. Harrison Ford, oh man, awesome. Fugitive, I might watch The Fugitive tonight. True story, I've never seen The Fugitive. Oh, That's Adam, bad, right? Oh my gosh. That's bad, isn't it? You need to watch The Fugitive tonight. It's gotta be on some streaming, just find it. I think it takes place in the town uh, next to me where I grew up. I think it takes place in Lake Forest, Illinois. I mean, it's right? all in Chicago. Yeah, all of it is that. in Chicago. They use local Chicago actors. What, what's her face has been here so many, We should we play that? Jane Lynch, we play the story all the time. I know. It's bad. Oh, wow. Tommy Lee Jones won the Academy Award for Supporting Actor. I know it's a good movie. Okay, okay, good. Just watch it. Well, just kind of looking at Harrison Ford's uh, background in sports, I'm just now seeing here that he, when he graduated from Maine East High School in Park Ridge, Illinois, yep. he was his voice was the first student voice broadcast on his high school's new radio station. Okay. And he was its first sportscaster during its senior year. That's incredible. So there's some Harrison Ford sports. And he's sports. a big guy, so it wouldn't surprise me that if he probably played football or something growing up, so right? In, in, in another, doesn't even mention that. In another world, he could have been the next Bob Costas or somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, could you imagine? What would our world be like with no Harrison Ford? Not as fun, I can tell you that. Not as fun. All right, speaking of fun, let's get to the NBA stuff that's been going on, guys. Uh, whew, wow, what a crazy offseason it's been so yeah. far. Not, like, huge moves. It's just been a lot of guys kind of re-signing and re-upping up, re with their teams. Like, Joker signed, you know, the biggest contract ever. Dame Willard got a two-year, bajillion-dollar <laughs> extension with Portland, which is crazy to think about. Uh, Zion got his... Who else? Who am I missing? Uh, 
Zach Levine re-upped yeah. with you yeah. guys with Chicago. So, but just James before, Harden took less money to stay. With is the he, has he re-signed though? Is he? Did he uh, announce it, a deal yet? I don't know if the pen's technically been put to paper, but apparently from all points, yeah, that's so what he, he's doing. So he rejected his or turned down his player option for like forty-seven million and, or something, you know. just so the team could have a little more flexibility. Yeah, I think what basically his move is going to get them. F- an extra four million to play with. I was actually so. thinking about it. I was hearing someone else talk about it. And it seemed like it was smart strategy. He turned down, take less, take less, take thirty million instead of forty seven. Yeah, but he's not starving. But if he has a good year, then he can sign a max, you know, probably for a little bit more. Well, so I, you're turning down a little bit to maybe get another three year hundred million which, kind of down the line. Chris, I find it a little ridiculous because it's like at this point. You, you you keep getting older and your skills are diminishing. So it's like, wait a minute. So now we've kind of already have this conversation about your, your diminished returns. But now we're like, oh, well, we're still going to give you a huge contract like next year. I that That's just weird to me. I know that's how yeah, it works. It's weird. But also the thing with Harden is, okay, you know, I don't know what his net worth is, but he signed a couple hundred million dollar contracts with Adidas, right? Like he, he, yeah, yeah massive contract. Okay. And he's already had a massive contract. So at this point, I, I don't know James Harden. I don't know what his mentality is. I Obviously, you can't tell someone that you have enough money. Oh, so he did sign a two-year 68. 68, okay. My thing with that is what you said. If you already got that money and you've got the accolades, there's one thing that's missing off this James Harden resume. Yeah, and that title. is That's a title. Yeah. So at some point, you're going to have to like say, all right, you want money. You have a lot of money. Do you want to give your team the flexibility to add pieces so that you can get that one thing that's, you know, kind of keeping you off of all those all-time great lists? So yep. I kind of hope that's where his mentality was. If you recall last year, right after the NBA Finals, and we got to see Giannis going to Chick-fil-A. He was having fun. It was you amazing. Know? And remember what I told I don't know if you remember what I told you, but I told you, man, I hope right now Joel Embiid is watching yeah. every clip of this and saying there's no reason that this cannot be me and you know he did come out and be had a fantastic year could have been MVP and it seemed like he really did kind of I don't know if it was the Giannis thing that made him work extra hard but he had a great season he of did. course injuries hurt, healthy. hurt him so I'm hoping yeah. that maybe Harden sees that same thing because remember a few years ago guys we had a bunch of point guards uh it was you know, Wall and, and and D Rose and Steph and Harden and Russ. And at that point you may have put Steph Curry as like fifth best on that list, right? Now Harden sees that like if I want to like be the man or, you know, kind of raise myself on this list, he's gotta get a well, ring. Well TJ, what's interesting is I've noticed a lot on social media that there are random uh sightings of James Harden in public gyms throughout the country. Yeah. I don't know Wait, if you really? guys have seen this. Yeah. No, I have I've seen people, one or two. Yeah, there's been there's been a few videos of people just posting workout videos, then like in the background, like in a, in a TikTok video, it'll just show James Harden, like just yeah, chilling I've, on like a Tuesday afternoon really? at LA Fitness. Yeah, yeah it's, work it's, it's he's amazing. putting in work, man. He, so. he looks like he's putting in work and he's in the weight room when they show him. And there's another video I don't know if you guys saw this. He was with Maxi working out, and uh, Sam Cassell was leading I, the workout. I, I yeah. saw that, and it was yeah. hilarious because James Harden looked so confused during the workout uh, because it was essentially a drill to do medium range jump shots. And first of all, <laughs> like, that's not in James Harden's vocabulary like, or his what? game. He doesn't know what that is to begin with. Well, maybe he needs to know because yeah. I, I'm a big proponent of that. Obviously, James Harden is not the guy to maybe take this advice. But yesterday, we, we talked on the big show, Chris, and, you know, jo- kind of jokingly, I said, well, Steph Curry ruined basketball and you're like how why and I'm like because Steph Curry has been blessed by the Lord above I mean like 
every one of us has shot a basketball well into the thousands of times. <laughs> yeah. None of us are a million with we're not even close to being anywhere as skilled or as good as Steph Curry shooting a nope. ball. But what that <laughs> did was much like when A1 mixtapes came out, right? Yeah. And you watched a bunch of people doing a bunch of stuff that most people can't do and then you ran out there and you tried to incorporate it in your game and failed miserably. Oh yeah, the uh, the, the one move where you like you fall yes. on the ground like all of those moves legs, yeah. around the back. I mean, I can remember watching N- yeah. N1 yeah, mixtapes and the sauce. second that VCR tape it ran out. We were hitting the court. The I think with Steph, you see a guy who makes it look so fluid and so easy, and then you also yeah. have Clay's doing it, and it's like, okay, let's everybody shoot from thirty feet. Not everybody can do that. So, I mean, it was kind of joking he ruined basketball, but uh, I don't know. Come to your own conclusion. You remember that Nike commercial they did with all those guys too? Oh yeah, it was awesome. Darius so, Miles. Yeah. So I only oh. know one guy. This guy Barry Baker. I went to college with. He uh, one of the greatest athletes in the history of Long Island. Uh, was ended up being like a prop 49 guy and played football at Syracuse. He could do every one of those N1 moves. He was the best basketball player I've ever played with pickup. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. And him and I had this like thing going. I got a lot of respect at Syracuse. TJ doesn't believe it, but I was a really good pickup <laughs> player in college. And uh, Would you play with a lot of the football players in the yeah, real so games? The, so yeah. the, inter- the football players, once season ended, they'd come up and play. Dwight Freeney dunked on my friend in a pickup game. It was incredible. <laughs> uh, and it's like this dude, Barry Baker, could do all of the N1 moves, and I'd never seen anybody do those before. And it was it just blew my like in, in 2000, that just blew your mind. The cool thing also that I thought was incredible was when Skip to my Lou or Fear Alston, he was the N1 mixtape legend, and then he actually had a good career. In Made the, the NBA. NBA. I was so happy when that happened because I used to love watching his tape yeah. constantly and then going to the park and failing to do his moves every single time, <laughs> but That's, having fun doing it. So, TJ, you kind of got into it before uh, I got a chance to set it up, but I, I wanted us to talk about uh, our own teams. It's just going to be a short pod today, but I wanted to talk about our own teams and how we view and how we feel about the moves or no moves our teams kind of made uh, in the beginning of NBA free agency. We're like two weeks into it now. Uh, we're still waiting for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to maybe change teams. We'll talk about that in a second. But how do you feel Philadelphia? We'll start with them. How do you think Philadelphia's done in the offseason so far? Well, let me just pull up their, their moves here real quick so I can intelligently talk, intelligently talk about it. But you are happy that Harden is back, yes? Yeah, I mean, look, what are you going to do? Let him walk? Like, yeah. you can't let James Harden walk. He didn't do what a lot of people thought he could do. But right off the bat, if you recall, when the trade was made, I looked at that 24 games and was like, I'm not sure if this is enough time to really mesh. Now, they played great with him there. That they, The record, obviously, was, I want to say the, they were 13-2 and two maybe the first – 15 games. They started out amazing. Started off amazing. So, you know, I'm happy he's back, you know, with with some really good additions. Um, You know, but the bottom line is no matter who you put on this team, right? The bottom line is this. Joel Embiid has to stay healthy. And if he can stay healthy, then, you know, the Sixers could go as far as he takes them. That's just the only problem, right? It's just every year it's something. It's a it's a finger. It's it's this. It's that. It's a wayward elbow breaking his eye socket, you know. And so got a lot of bad luck. A lot of bad luck. Yeah. That is really frustrating. But you know, DeAnthony Melton, he's he's going to be a nice addition to the squad. Obviously, PJ Tucker. You're not sure what you're going to get out of PJ. I believe he's thirty not thirty seven, but very 
team-friendly deal. Three years, 30-some million dollars. He's going to bring what they call the dog to the team, yep. which is necessary. So, again, you're not you're not signing P.J. Tucker in hopes of getting 20 points a game. It's more what he brings to the, the culture, what he brings on the defensive side of the ball. And, um, you know, Daniel House. You know, we got some some decent guys, you know, Maxi, his his growth is going to be just paramount for this team to move on. And, you know, I'm a Tobias Harris fan. I know there were rumbles about him getting moved. But, you know, if Tobias Harris is the fourth best player on your team, I think you're, you're doing all right for yourself. So I'm excited. It all is going to come down to Embiid's health and how dedicated James Harden is. Because if James Harden is like, I want what Steph's got, they could be very dangerous. Yeah, it's kind of like what Rich said. Like, you know, he kind of said it half kidding, but not really. You know, James Harden should call Tom Brady and be mm-hmm. like, look, bro, you were older in your career and you completely changed your diet, yeah. you changed your fitness, you changed the way you train, and now here you are, you're going to be 45. You know, obviously, well, we're not going to see an NBA player at age 45, uh, but, you know. Who knows? Look, maybe LeBron. Who knows? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, maybe. I mean, LeBron's kind of on one. that same, you know, Brady trajectory, but, like, you know, you're, you have a way to extend your career and still be successful and mm-hmm. play at a high level. How do you feel about Philly's got 14 to 1 title odds? How do you feel about those? You know, I'm not, as you know, really great with the odds. Um, so I don't really know if that's, those are good odds or, or bad odds. They're eighth. They're, they're the eighth, eighth best. I mean, you think the Philly's the top eight team in the league? That I do believe right. that. So, yeah, I, I don't I have no problem with those odds. And I'm, I'm happy with where they're at right now. So we'll see. I I, I still kind of think Daryl's going to make maybe a, a, another move or two uh, before it's all said and done. So, you know, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. All right, Adam, let's go to Chicago. TJ, we'll get to the Clippers uh, after after I talk about Boston. But uh, Chicago, Zach Levine's back on a max deal. There's some DeRozan trade rumors. Is that, uh, is that a thing that's going down? Yeah, I don't see that really happening unless it's a big move for Kevin Durant. Okay. I just don't see that happening. That's kind yeah. of the basis of it, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd assume that would be the uh, the only worthwhile player to get in return for him. Yeah. We'll talk about Kevin Durant in a second, but how do you, what do you think about Chicago? Have they done anything? They haven't really made much noise. Not I too much. Like. I mean, we, we signed Andre Drummond, who yep. was, was an all-star for a couple years. And he's still pretty young. He's twenty. I just looked. He's twenty-eight years old. Wow! I, you could have told me he was thirty-four, and I believe you. <laughs> yeah, it, it he's feels also like he's been in the league for a he's while. He's also a, kind of on the um, first first team of I've always looked way older, older than, than I was, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Like I was on that for a long time because I used to have this huge goatee. <laughs> so like in high school, I looked twenty-five. You had a goatee in high school? Gigantic. <laughs> wow! I'm surprised Did, you could even grow it in high school. Yeah, didn't care. Oh man, I. Yo, I can tell you some story. I mean, I was like the first person growing up to have chest hair, to to go bald, to like have like have a goat. Oh yeah, I, I had armpit hair when I was like ten or eleven. It made me so like so conscious of it, like self conscious that during basketball games I wouldn't put my arms up because I didn't want people to know I had armpit hair. That's amazing. So they'd be like, Adam, go for a rebound. I'd be like, uh. That's incredible. Yeah, being that age and like having weird stuff start to happen to your body is just so strange. Oh, it's so awkward. I couldn't imagine going through that again, but go ahead. Yeah, so anyway, I've got a nice little tangent there. But um, but yeah, no, I like Andre Drummond. He can be a, a, a good backup center. The Bulls struggled a lot on rebounding with the bench unit last year. And so he'll provide that rebounding that we definitely need uh, when Vucicic is out of the game. And he's a good defensive player also. So, yeah, it's not like a move that'll, you know, make or break the team, but it's a good move. I trust the Bulls' management. I really like the guys that are in charge of the Bulls now. 
And then we also signed uh, Goran Dragic. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought that was a good signing for you guys. Yeah, he's a, he's a good signing. He didn't play too well last year. I looked at his shooting percentage for um, three-point shooting in Brooklyn. It was like 24%, which is way lower than his normal standard. Uh, but he's a good leader. He's a veteran. He's been to the finals before. Uh, he can provide some good leadership and some experience for the team. The Bulls kind of have a lot of guards. The problem with the Bulls right now is we just don't know what the health of Lonzo Ball will be next year. Yeah. There's a lot of mixed uh, signals in terms of how he's uh, rehabbing right now. We don't really know a clear outlook on how his knee will be, so I think it's just an insurance for him. But the Bulls have a lot of players in their backcourt now. You have uh, Lonzo and Caruso. Hopefully Caruso will be fully healthy next year. You have Io, who had a good rookie year. You have a, the new rookie the Bulls drafted in Dalen Terry, who I... I've, I didn't watch him in college. I have to be honest. I did not watch Arizona play, but but I watched his clips, and he looks like he's a tough player that could be uh, good on defense, and he's a good passer. And then also you have Kobe White. So there's kind of a, a lot of uh, backcourt guys. So I don't know how much uh, Dragic will play, but, but he's a good insurance for the Bulls to have. So I like the signing. And then obviously you have the Zach Levine, Max Steele, which I'm fine with. I don't know if he's, he's like, a great player. He's a walking bucket. I don't yeah. know if he can be the best player on a title team, yeah. but you know, if somehow you guys work out a trade package and Kevin Durant comes to town, mm-hmm. you got to like that Durant Levine one, two punch mm-hmm. with Caruso and Lonzo. If he's healthy and I don't know if, Oh, maybe those guys get dealt, but it's yet to be seen with Zach being the number one player on a championship team. I have my doubts right now, but absolutely, he could be a number two player if Durant yeah. came. And so I like the signing. He's still young. I think he's like 27 still. He's just entering his prime. So, yeah, it's it's a good signing for the Bulls. I liked it. Looking down at the odds, I mean, I, I kind of am surprised. The Bulls are 50 to 1. They're way down. Wow. They're, they have wow. the same. Um, they have worse odds. So the Pelicans are 40 to 1. And then then it's we got the 20s. We got T-Wolves and Mavericks at 25. Grizzlies at 22. And the Raptors and Nuggets at fifty 20. to one. That's that's good odds for the Bulls in terms of like if you're a better than it's valuable. It's yeah, value. It's yeah, good yeah, value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this team, I'm not saying that the Bulls will win the East next year, but you never know though. You just never know when you have two guys that are all stars on your team that can score 40, 50 points a game, which the Bulls have with DeRozan and Levine. You just don't know what'll happen. And the key is the development this year for the Bulls of Patrick Williams. He's to me the right. make or break for the Bulls. If he's if he takes that next leap, then the Bulls can really contend in the East. But if he if he's not aggressive and he's and he's passive and he's, he's the same player he was last year, then the Bulls really won't go anywhere. So it depends on him to me. Yeah, yeah. Weird odds considering just how great you guys started the year last year. I mean, one of the most surprising teams off to such a hot start. Uh, struggled, obviously, against teams with kind of winning records. Yeah, like never that, could beat any good like team. Like those top four teams. Yeah, you kind of beat up on the bad teams, but... Uh, definitely surprised. And there's a lot of injuries. I mean, Lonzo was out a lot of Yeah, I mean, that was a huge deal. So did Caruso, yeah. Yeah. And those guys are so important in terms of their defense. All right, let's talk about the team that won the offseason, guys. I mean, come on. Look at this guy glowing. I'm so happy. This is something, and you know, I was joking with you, but we did have this talk, you know, right after the the day after Celtics lost the finals, you came in, you were a little down, and I was trying to hype you up, even though it hurt me because I don't like the Celtics. But I was like, bro, you're in a position no one really thought you'd be in. Right. And you played great. I said, all you need to do is you cut down on those turnovers, just get yourself a point guard. To which you replied, well, what do we, like, we get a point guard, and what happens with, you know, Marcus Smart? Smart, And I'm like, well, that's a good point, but (laughs) I still think you should 
that might be the move. And then you guys end up Man, getting. It also seemed like a good problem to have. Too. Absolutely. Like, suddenly you have smart defensive player of the year. I know people had a lot of issues with that, but whatever. I, and I remember you said that. I was like, well, crap. I'd, I'd be happy to have that problem. Yeah, and now, and now the C is going get. Malcolm Brogdon? Brogdon, yeah. Yo, Malcolm Brogdon. Remember how good he was on Milwaukee? He won Rookie of the Year, came out like, damn. And then, you know, like the Pacers era for him didn't didn't go great. High expectations uh, based on what he did to start his career. And then he's been banged up, but there's no other way to put it. He, mm-hmm. Injuries have slowed him down, and uh, now he becomes expendable. But he goes to a team where he's not counted on to be the guy. Not even going to start. Malcolm Brogdon has admitted like he will embrace the sixth man role. And so what this is able to do now for the Celtics in that second unit and now maybe in crunch time, is he out there? Is he one of the final five-minute fourth quarter guys where Smart doesn't have to handle the ball? Jalen Brown doesn't have to handle the ball? We don't have to see 20 turnovers in an NBA Finals game? Like that is a huge, huge deal that if you're not a Celtics fan, you you wouldn't really think – is as important as it is, but I'm so fired up for this. I'm so fired up to get Gallinari. Like, this is a guy who grew up a Celtics fan, loves Larry Bird, like wants to be there, wants to be part of the team and to bring Banner 18, and this is a guy that they need. They need a guy who can make threes. He's 6'10". He can defend if he has to. He can grab a rebound, and he can stand in the corner (laughs) and make 22-foot three-pointers all day long. He said 10 threes in a game before. No one on Boston really has that ability. And we got a guy who can be the seventh, eighth, ninth guy coming off the bench and be able to do that. Boston totally won the offseason, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And, and that's not just a homer <laughs> yeah, pick. I, I agree with you. Like, I really think that Brad Stevens is making all the right moves, pushing all the right buttons. He said he's not done. So what is that one final move that Brad's going to make? Now they have suddenly a 10-man rotation, uh, and they're the favorites to win the title, which I think is a little insane. Like, let's be honest. Like, Milwaukee's still probably the best team in the NBA if they're fully healthy. They have the best player on the planet. Chris Middleton is an Olympian, all-star. It's It sucked that he didn't get to play in the playoffs. It was good for my team, but I still think Milwaukee's probably the best team. They have the same odds. They're 6-1. to one. Uh, Phoenix is plus 650, Golden State 7-1 with the Clippers. But I just think Boston really, really did a great job. Like like TJ, like you said, they overachieved this year mm-hmm. con- con- considering where they started this season, where they were halfway through the season, 500, and then they just kind of got on a rocket ship to the NBA Finals. And to improve the way they did this offseason, sky's the limit now for this team. And But now expectations are there, it's right? Definitely higher. And, so... And- yeah, go ahead. And, and, they, and they did what the Cincinnati Bengals and NFL needed to do. Everyone knew that their right. liability, their one glaring weakness, that, that weak link in their chain was their offensive line. So what yeah. did they immediately they, do? They addressed they, it. What did they do? They made it to the Super Bowl. They got as far as they right. could. And then what did they do now? They didn't stand pat. They went and aggressively uh, took the welder's torch to that weak link. And I don't know, they put some vibranium, some titanium <laughs> around there. You know, I when I talked to you, I, to, yeah, I was like, look, you got to cut down on your turnovers. Yeah. And that's what Malcolm Brogdon does. I was just peeping this. Like, over his career, he's averaged only, and I just say this, only 1.8 turnovers per yeah, game. That's like, his last starting season, well, I mean, he played 36 games, but he had 2.1. Now, just for comparison, Luca 
as I'm looking here, he averaged 4.5 turnovers a game. Uh, Trey Young is in the four turnovers a game. So you got a guy who's really, you know, he's going to protect the ball. He's not going to turn it over. That was your biggest issue at the end of the season and into the late into the playoffs. So you really, you really did a great job in addressing that, man. Yeah, I mean, game six of the NBA Finals, uh, the Celtics' three best players, Tatum, Brown, and Smart, 13 turnovers. You know, game five, I, I got to imagine it's probably even higher. You know, so that's the one major thing. Boston does a great job shooting the three-pointer. What do you do? You bring in a guy who's going to make that even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but addressing the turnover situation and improving the bench – is it, it could it could Brogdon be a starter down the stretch? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. also you never I, know how injuries are going to play. Like you know, yeah, something you don't know could happen. Yeah, and... you don't know what's going to happen. But I, I just think, as a fan, couldn't be more excited. Now the expectations are there. Tatum was first team All NBA. I keep pointing that out. But you got to maintain that level now, and now yeah. you got to take it to the to the next level. Whereas when you have a two one lead in the finals, you're closing that baby out. So that's your hope. We'll see. Pretty excited. All right, TJ Clippers, talk to me. John, John Wall. Let's John, do it. I mean, that's it, right? You know, look, he, again, we just talked about health. It's always the issue with the Clippers, right? There, I, and I've done this on the show before. I've given you like a laundry list. I've given you a Rite Aid receipt list. Do you know how those Rite Aid? CVS. I'm sorry, CVS. Those receipt, yeah, I've given you what those. What are we doing? Like, uh, why are they so long, by the way? Why do they so long? It's like, it's like, Coupons and ads and stuff yeah, on the and back and of like, those things. How did we do? By the way, I go in there. I go, no, do not give me a receipt. <laughs> I look at that way and say, do I don't want that in my life, I, Ricky Bobby? Like I said, Rite Aid. I'm still caught back in the old days with Rite Aid, <laughs> but yeah, CBS. So, you know, look, John Wall had injury problems the last yeah, few years, and we kind of missed it. But John Wall, let's not forget the dude's a 19 point per game score and. Guess what? Like he said, he doesn't have to be Batman on this team. Like, God, if you listen and help in my sort of smoke a lot voice. But if these guys can stay healthy, my goodness, which is always the, the, the problem. But you've got Kawhi, you've got PG. Now John Wall doesn't have to be Batman. He doesn't have to be Superman. He doesn't have to be, you know, number one on the call sheet. Now he can just kind of get in where he fits in. And John Wall even said this himself. You think the third best defender is going to be able to lock me up? Good luck with that. So, you know, you got to worry about Paul. You got to worry about Kawhi. You know, you got to worry about Batum sitting in the corner in the top of the the top of the the key hitting threes. I, you know, Terrence Mann is going to do his thing. We re-signed Zubots. That was great. We lost Hartenstein, which you know kind of hurts a little bit with because our big situation wasn't that great. But you know, big shot Bob Covington. I believe the Marcus Morris will probably be back. Luke Kennard, hopefully, I like Luke. Yeah. Keep him. So, I'm excited to see what these what a healthy Clippers team can do because, you know, Kawhi Leonard obviously you know missed some games throughout his career, but when healthy and on that court, you're hard pressed to find five better players than Kawhi Leonard in in basketball. Yeah, so. in a weird way, Adam, the Clippers not only added John Wall, but they're also going to add Kawhi and Paul George yeah. to next year's team. So suddenly, maybe they win the off season in a weird way. Yeah, absolutely. The Clippers, to me, are are for sure title contenders. And I forgot Norman Powell, who we got yeah, picked Norman up last Powell, year. So, yeah. you know, another big move there. So. Norman Powell, really good player. John Wall can either be the sixth man or start. Either way, I think he'll be playing down the stretch. And like I talked about in the past uh, podcast, you could have that lineup where you have Reggie Jackson, John Wall, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Nick Batum is your is your final five down the stretch. Hey, let That's me tell you something. Crazy I, offense. I ain't mad at that. I'm crazy not mad offense. At that crazy three po- outside shooting. Yeah, everybody can shoot. Everybody yeah. could score. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even if you want to put Zubac in there to to get some rebounds, you still have guys all around him that can shoot. That's that's a great team. I like Ty Lue a lot. I think he's a really good coach. And yeah, TJ, I know that you're scared. I know you have PTSD. <laughs> I know you've had some scarring moments in the past. I know I've you're been hurt. scared to be excited, but I've been I hurt. think the summer of 2022 in front of the 2022-2023 season, you, TJ Jefferson, need to be excited about your Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always Let's excited. I'm all, there's always a Come little on. bit of trepidation, but Come I'm on. always excited because it's always like you get the biggest what if. And just if we could stay healthy, I, my, you guys know my dream is a Sixers-Clippers NBA final. I'm convinced that before <laughs> that the good— like a nightmare, though. Like, oh, no. you root well, for? Well, nightmare, nightmares are dreams, too. Just keep that in mind. But I'm convinced hey. that the good Lord, before he calls me home, is going to reward one of his favorite sons and let me witness this in person. Well, how I don't would you know do when. that, though? Like, what would you do? How would, would you, you root Would you for... go to every game? Would you just go back and forth? Well, I'd have to uh, boost up my, my uh, economic stat- stat- <laughs> status. You know, I'd have to maybe— you know, maybe hit this mega millions that we're talking about. But if I had Jimmy Goldstein money, of course, oh, I'd, I'd be there. Wow. You know? That's Jimmy. Make friends with Jimmy and ask him yeah, to, go. to hop on the jet. How do you not know Jimmy Goldstein at this I, point? I You've mean, been out here long enough. Yeah, I've, I've met him once or twice, but I mean, we ain't, we ain't down like that. Right. But, but how do I watch this game? It's very interesting. Anytime I go to a Clippers Sixers game, as my friend Riley would tell you, because we've been watching Clippers together for 20 years. So we've seen about... 13 Clippers Sixers games. I just basically sit there and I root for good basketball. Like you probably never seen someone who like will cheer on this end of the court, cheer on that end of the court. <laughs> I, I pretty much turn into more of a coach then because if I see something that someone does bad, it infuriates me. And then I get hyped up for the guys that do well. It's I guess maybe some would find it weird, but it's but, just the way I watch those you, two. If plays. you had to have one team win. Who would it be? Clippers. If you just had to have one. You know, again, and I've, I've had this thought forever. It's like, man, I the Clippers. Sixers. Dr. J is my second favorite athlete besides Muhammad Ali. I only have two sports idols, Dr. J and Muhammad Ali. So I've, my entire life I'm a Sixer fan. But I've been out here 20-plus years. I've had Clippers season tickets. Yeah. And the thing is, the Clippers have never won. At least I was alive in 83. I, you know, obviously I didn't stay up and watch the game. I was a kid, but I can remember that the Sixers won the title. I've never seen the Clippers do anything. So if I'd have to say that would be the, the tiebreaker because this team did win. It would be amazing if this the Clippers team, won the title. And could you imagine? For me to live in Los Angeles, yes, right? Exactly. When I, I moved in Los Angeles in 1999. No one knew me. I could have easily hopped on that Laker bandwagon. And as much as I love basketball, you know how lovely my life would have been in the last 20 years as a Laker fan? I mean, take a few bad years. That's five titles. I've never sniffed anything like that as a Clipper fan. So I truly believe that. As a Clipper fan who sat here through all these years and of Lakers success, it. if they win and I get to see it, that's going to be bro, like that's going to be the greatest thing in the world. And Laker fans like O'Shea are going to be, be so oh, yeah. mad. That'll be the best part. So bad. And I don't know what makes me happier: the fact that I'm going to be happier, the fact so that they're going to be mad. But the fact of the matter is, it hasn't happened. We haven't come close. But man, if it does, it would be glorious. So, if you're asking me if they played each other, who I'd root for? Oh, man, that's tough. I might have to go for the team who's never won a, a title. Yeah, so they have the third best odds. They're uh, so Boston and Milwaukee are six to one. Like I said, Phoenix is thirteen to two, and then Golden State and the Clippers are seven to one. Should they have the same odds as the Warriors who just won the title? 
the Warriors lost a lot of good bench players. Gary Payton was lost. Um, Otto Porter. Right? Otto Porter. I'm missing. I'm missing somebody else. But um, oh, well, they you know they re-signed Looney, which I thought Looney was going to dip. To be honest with you, but yeah. you know he re-signed. So. Uh, one of the dudes went to the Lakers. Uh, oh yeah, that one oh, yeah, Toscano Juan Anderson. Toscano, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you have to think that you also will be adding. Uh, Weissman will hopefully be healthy. Weissman yeah. looked really good the other night. Yeah, and then and then there's more of a role for for Moody, who's young, and then Kaminga. Yeah, Kaminga uh, is expected to take a, take a leap next year, yeah. and and it kind of and, fell... and Steph will be back to. I mean, Clay will be back to 100. percent Yeah. To me, to me, I'm worried about them, man. You have yeah. to be worried about them. I like the Warriors again in the West right now. You got to be yeah. worried yeah, about them. Yeah, they're just they're just a great team, and until they show weakness, to me, they're they're the favorite. I just, yeah. I think another. I think Poole also will have another better even year than even did this year. Probably he'll improve. He's still expectations really are going to be high for Poole, though. Yep, that is true. That is very true. There's not as much. Would you say there's not as much pressure necessarily on him because he's won a ring now? But there is more. I think. I think. I think he's got more pressure. You think there's more pressure? Yeah, okay, I think that's there's more pressure. And I guess he's playing for the contract. Also. Yeah, he's playing for yeah, this yeah, max right. deal. He's playing for two hundred million. So there is more pressure. I was wrong about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think a really in- interesting fight. I mean, as much as I want Boston to make it back, but like Milwaukee at, at 100% against Golden State at 100%, like that's kind of an NBA Finals I wouldn't mind. Oh, that'd be amazing. Seeing seven games of. I'd love to see. Obviously, he cannot stop him, but I'd love to see Draymond try to try to get in the head of Giannis <laughs> and just see what would happen. Impossible. Giannis would put 50 on him all day. Yeah. But it would just be fun to see Draymond like try to fight that. Yeah. Well, like, here, here's something real quick, guys, that I, we can chat about since we've made it through our teams. On the big show, you know, I'm doing a thing where I talk about the NBA goats, yep. the, the greatest player per franchise. So maybe real quick, run through these and just kind of quickly get you guys' thoughts on some of these picks that I made. Um, I, I kicked it off with the Southwest Division. We start off with that. So that's Dallas, Houston, Memphis, New Orleans, and San Antonio. Actually, that, that was the second one. But I had Dirk Nowitzki as the greatest Dallas Maverick. Uh, Hakeem as the greatest Rocket. Zach Randolph as the greatest Grizzlies player. Um, came down to Anthony Davis for the Pelicans and Tim Duncan for the Spurs. Just what do you guys think about those picks there? Yeah, I kind of think the ones right off the bat were were pretty uh, were pretty no brainers. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, I really think there was kind of no controversy. It's kind of weird the NBA ones. A little slightly easier than it's when oh, I definitely did the slightly easier. I think when we get to like Boston and LA, that's going to be New tough, York. Yeah. Like those ones are going to be. So I kind of left them for last. Pretty difficult, you know. But you know, you just look some of these uh, franchises that maybe are not as old either. You know, when you're talking about yeah, like for instance, Adam. Today I, I picked the the Charlotte Hornets, right, And or, I went with Kemba Walker, and I can probably tell you it's going to be the least sexy pick probably of all of these, but. Their franchise history is kind of is such where they don't really have a great history of winning. So, you know, yeah. I, I put Kemba in, in there for the greatest Charlotte Hornet. I would disagree with you on that. I'd say it's Alonzo Mourning. I thought so, That's too. That's kind of what I was thinking. When you say Charlotte Hornet, that was kind of my first thought. Yeah. Was and, and, and I thought. I'd have to go look at Kemba's stats, which I'm sure are amazing. Well, like I said, Kemba, Alonzo, my initial criteria was you have to play at least three seasons for a team. Alonzo played three Period. Incredible three oh, years. I didn't realize it was only three years. I, yeah, yeah. That's I guess thing. I it thought was, it was longer. It, it, you yeah. all think that, but no, remember then he he left. So, oh, you know, Kemba think. is the all-time leading scorer in the franchise, has the most dimes. It's just it's like it, it wasn't maybe the most sexy pick, but 
that oh, yeah. two. Only I, I, three seasons. Yeah, that's that amazing. So yeah, I guess I guess when I think of Charlotte Hornets, I just immediately think of Larry Johnson yeah, and Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, that, that, you know, that, that right playoff game against Boston when Alonzo yeah. hit the jumper and one. I always think of those. And two then guys. he was gone. Yeah. It, was, it was wow. And then you know I started off with the Central because I was like, this is the easiest division. It's the Bulls. That's obviously Jordan. It's the right. Cavs. Mm-hmm. It's obviously LeBron. It's the Pistons. Obviously Isaiah. It's the Pacers. Obviously Reggie Miller. But mm-hmm. then we got to the Bucks. And I spent about three hours, believe it or not, copying and pasting, going stat for stat, back and back, going, all right, Giannis is six years, Kareem's six years. Yeah. I wanted to give this to Giannis, but <laughs> yeah, it's can't. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, yeah, man. And the guy yet, averaged yeah. 32 points, 18 rebounds. He had three MVPs. He won, like, I just, 10 years from now, I said, when this list is done, whoever does this, it's going to be Giannis. But as of right now, if I just put them together and they're, you combine where they're at in their career. I had to go with Kareem as the greatest buck of all time. With the nod I mean, that it will be honest, though. You could have won Marcus Johnson maybe with Milwaukee, too. <laughs> Marcus, he yeah, had a great I mean, career, but I don't think that he... No, 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 no I know, but he played seven years for yeah. Milwaukee. That's all I'm He was about. a great player. And obviously, you know, one of the greatest uh, after-basketball careers of all time with one of the greatest roles and one of the greatest movies of all time. So... Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No, I think I think it's doing a great job. It's uh, I appreciate a little that. easier with the NBA stuff. I kind of gave you some grief today about the Heat, but yeah, I mean that's uh, fine. I, 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 like that's no, that's our you, thing. We go back and forth. That's you what came we do. to the right conclusion. I was just surprised you even considered LeBron. That's all. Uh, yeah, I mean, but like I said, if LeBron plays any amount of time on your team, you have to at least acknowledge <laughs> the fact that he's one of the greatest yeah. players of all time. Well, to like, me, like <laughs> and obviously, it was. Uh, I didn't realize the Alonzo Mourning thing that he was only three years. I have no idea that. I, that's yeah. I mean, because I'm a huge. I mean, as you know, I'm a huge Georgetown fan, so I love Alonzo. Sure. So I knew that, you Le- know, he he didn't stay there long. LeBron LeBron didn't play that many years on the Heat either. I think it was like four. 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 Yeah. But he won two titles, yeah, and he was so dominant. That in so in LeBron when he was in Miami, that was his absolute peak. peak. That was yeah. That was like his. Yeah. Ultimate prime. He had several primes, but that was his ultimate prime. Yeah. And when I think Miami Heat, though, I, I just think Dwayne Wade. Yeah, that's yeah. why. And I went with yeah. Wade, but yeah. you have yeah. to acknowledge the fact that LeBron, if you have a Mount Rushmore, he's got to be on it for yeah. for that team, you know. But yeah, D Wade, what he meant to the, I've got friends in Miami, what he meant to the culture, the city. He was he was the Heat, you know. So, and I think I also did uh, the Southwest Division today, which I think probably surprised you when I got to the Hawks and I picked. Bob Pettit over Dominique Wilkins, but it just turned out they won one title. Bob Pettit was, was the, the best, best player. player. Yeah, he was course, a four-time All-Star Game MVP, 11-time yeah. All-Star. He's NBA one of the top. 75 yeah. greatest. He's one of so, the 50 greatest. He's one of the 75 So as much greatest. as I love yeah. Dominique, but I mean, if I'm going to be real and try to have some type of, you know, people respect this list, Bob Pettit. And then the Hornets, of course, I said Kemba, the Heat, Wade, the Magic came down to Shaq. And Dwight Howard, and again, I think it just came down to Howard did it for a little bit longer than Shaq, yeah. plus his defensive player of the years, which for whatever reason, we always crap on people who don't play defense, and yet here you got a guy who defensive player of the year three times in a row, and no one really ever talks. Well, I mean, Not in a row, I'm sorry. But. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, on the 75th team, Dwight was the biggest omission for me. I would I th- say I think so. That's just he's been so disrespected. Really totally. Yeah. In, Part of it is he's not the most likable player. Kobe didn't like him originally. Right. Well, his he Lakers tenure, hate. his Lakers tenure was kind of a disaster. But it's weird because he, he's always like smiling and looking yeah. like he's having a good time. So yeah. it's really weird that like 
He was, he was so the, amazing in his prime. He was the face of the league for us. Remember the yeah. Superman, Superman stuff at the yeah. dunk yeah. contest? Like, incredible. That was and, another thing Shaq was hating on him. So Yeah, because he, he took just the got nickname. Bad, yeah, he just got a bad rap from a lot of yeah. people. But in his prime, he was the best center in the league by far, a dominant defensive force, yeah. and he led that Magic team to the finals against the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was unbelievable that year. So there's... A lot of people who don't respect Dwight Howard, yeah. he's not in his prime anymore. He's not anywhere near what he used to be, but that guy is he was a baller, a man. 100% Hall of Famer. Yeah, 100% will make the Hall of Fame. I, I just think it's weird we're going to live in a world where like Shaq isn't the greatest player yeah. in the history of one of the teams he played on. It's Trust me, it was crazy to think about. It, when, when I was hitting send on the email last night, I was like, really? Like, Am I going to do this? But, but Shaq's not the greatest Magic, arguably. He's not the greatest Laker. Laker. Like, now, did Shaq, can you say Shaq had a greatest season of a Laker? Yeah, you can put him in there. But sure. I mean, the Shaq Lakers 99 are going to be 2000 is just one of the greatest seasons ever. Shaq from 99 to 2002 Two. was unstoppable. The, unsto- like, honestly, if I'm going to create an all time team and I get to plug, pick them from any era, MDE, I, most dominant. I ever. might start yeah. the five with Shaq from, because the 2000 Shaquille O'Neal was the. There was nothing, literally nothing you could do to stop this man. Like, yeah, nothing. Great. Right, b- before we get out, because we'll be- sorry, Chris, I just ended with Wes unsold. Oh yeah, unsold yeah. with the the Wizards there. Even though you thought it should be Michael Jordan. About <laughs> <laughs> well, bullets and Wizards, I think you should have separated. Them, like it did with the Oilers and the that's, Titans. That's, that's, about George Marisol. That's all I'm saying. George oh, shout Marisol. out to Jorge Marisol. Yeah. Although, although Ben Lyons had a good point. Gilbert Reyes is the greatest wizard ever. <laughs> well, he's the most yeah. controversial for, wizard. For multiple reasons. Hibachi. His, his, his Hibachi year where he was throwing up 60 was just incredible. It was a little ridiculous. Oh, I he, got had, it. he had stupid confidence levels. Multiple, his confidence was off the charts. He had multiple 60-point games in a season. Like, that's absurd. Uh, real quickly, let's just talk about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving real quick because they've kind of been dominating the offseason because there really hasn't been much movement. Like we said, guys are just kind of re-upping, signing the max deals with their team. And then Kevin Durant's like, cool, I want to be traded. Do you think that was just a move to get Kyrie out and that Kevin Durant's not really going anywhere? Or do you think they're both gone? Or And Durant ends up in Miami or Phoenix or Chicago or Golden State or who knows where? Like, What do you think is going to happen with these guys, Adam? It's madness right now in Brooklyn. It's crazy. It's crazy. We don't know if they'll have both those guys, if they'll have neither. That that team right now could be potentially the worst team in the NBA or the <laughs> NBA champions by the end of the year. Yeah. We have no idea what's happening right now. I don't know. Brooklyn is not going to give up Kevin Durant without getting extreme value. I think you sent me that that post where Minnesota they're trying to trade with Minnesota and they asked for Edwards and Towns which is they absurd. asked for everybody like Edwards Towns and five picks yeah that's yeah, absolutely, why wouldn't they? absolutely absurd <laughs> yeah. because how do you get equal value back for Kevin Durant here's the thing you can't know. but you can't but you can't give up your two guys who are under 30 superstars right. like that's just creating multiple right. draft picks so like what team could do it would want to do it to, I don't know Phoenix jumps out they make the most sense th- making the most sense apparently Phoenix wants Devin Booker, which is obviously Brooklyn that can't. Brooklyn or, yeah, Brooklyn wants yeah, Devin right, Booker, which right. can't happen. Can't happen. So you trade Aiton, and then he signs the max deal, and then Bridges, and maybe Cam Johnson and a couple draft picks. That just makes sense to me. That's a championship contender with the big three. And it makes Brooklyn Booker, really good, too. Chris Paul. Yeah, Brooklyn can compete. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying they'll win the East, but they can be a, a playoff team with that team. Totally. But when you have... Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Chris Paul on a team that's instant championship contenders, yep. and they're better than last year. So it's either the Suns 
I don't know what Miami, Miami. sends back. I mean, Hero, like everybody except for Bam, because there's some weird like contract rule where they can't trade Bam. I'll so. say this: I don't think either one of them go anywhere. I neither. Think, I think when the season starts, Kyrie, Kevin Durant will both be. And then Simmons so and Joe, ha- Joe Harris, and they just run it back. I kind of think so because. The Lakers are going to have to. I mean, we all kind of think maybe Kyrie can end up on the Lakers, but something tells me that most why likely. Why the Lakers? I mean, why, why would the Nets ever do that? Just give, yeah, like I, that doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. Like you're Westbrook. not, you can't get yeah. equal yeah. value for these guys, so you might as well keep them. So I, I don't think either one of them. But end what, up but what the Bulls? The Bulls can can honestly have a great package for Durant. You have Demar Derozan, Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, and two or three first round picks. That's yeah. a great package. And then you pair him up with Zach Levine, that team can compete also for a championship. Kevin so, Durant and Zach Levine aren't competing for a championship. What do you bro. mean? Of course they are. Uh, you have Kevin Durant, who's a top 10 player, and, and Zach Levine, who's at Kevin least a top 25, really top good. 30 player, is a number two option. And then you have a healthy Lonzo Ball. You have Vucevic back. Does that team beat the Celtics? Name, Does that team no. beat the Celtics? They're pro- they're, they would not be the favorite, but they could beat them. Yeah. So that's that team can contend. Yeah, so. it's wild. I I think Kyrie's gone. I, I weirdly think Durant's going to come back. I mean, it, it, the team put out the season ticket information panel the other day, and Durant's in the photo, but Kyrie isn't. I, that weirdly says a lot to me. Like maybe yeah, you were saying, like that, maybe yeah. the owner and Durant kind of worked something out, or or maybe it was just a move. Maybe it was kind of a chess play by by KD and his team to be like, let's get this trade talk out. Let's get that leaked. So then Kyrie will force his way to L.A. and then I can, you know, have this team to myself with, you know, Ben Simmons and Joe Harris and Steph Curry and whoever else. In, West, in, in Westbrook, potentially. Yeah, maybe Westbrook, and, yeah. And I think we may have spoken about this on, on the big show yesterday, or maybe we didn't, but you also have to look at if this is going to work. Kevin Durant loves basketball, right? Yeah, he's a hooper. We like basketball. Kevin Durant loves basketball. Kevin Durant would play probably 24 hours a day if he could. And then you got Ben Simmons, who we don't think loves basketball. So I don't know how that combination is going to work when you got a gym rat and a guy who doesn't appear to be a gym rat. Like, like I said, I believe in the beginning of the season, both of them are in the Nets. You notice I didn't say by the end of the season they'd both be on the Nets, though, because that part I'm not sure of. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. All right, so I just wanted to get out of there on that. Uh, And real quickly before we go, any summer league? What do you got, Chet versus Paolo? How awesome is that? You know, Chet Uh, balled at the beginning, but then, you know, Kenny Lofton Jr., who, by the way, I don't understand how he was undrafted. I really don't. I don't understand also how he's not the son of... He's not. He's not, right? And he's a junior. He's a junior. So, like, there's another Kenny Lofton just walking around. Yeah, Yeah. that was not the center fielder. He kind of put it on Chet a little bit game two, and the hype died down. The next thing you know, all of a sudden, they're sitting Chet Holmgren out. That was a little weird to me, but Paulo balled. Out. So I love Paulo. I'm I, a fan. Uh, you know, I followed Duke very closely last year. I watched a lot of their games. Paulo is a potential superstar. He's got the total package offensively, and he's huge. He's six ten, two boy, two fifty, built like a brick. He's only going to get bigger as he gets in the league. He can shoot outside. He can post people up. I love that pick by the Magic, and everybody thought that they were going to pick Jabari Smith going into the to the draft. It was yep. pretty much a guarantee. And they had that change of heart, and I think they made the smart pick with Paolo. Yeah. And it'll be fun to see him and, and Chet in a potential rivalry, uh, 2022 draft class rivalry, along with Jabari. So Chet has potential to be special. 
I think game so, changing yeah, I think so. defensive player, especially he can shoot for a big man. He's gonna block but shots. Just the fact I was going, I was going there that yeah. he can become a Dikembe Mutombo like shot blocker, where he's blocking two or three shots every single game. I think so too. Yeah, it's going to be tough with his frame. Maybe he'll never be. He's got to put on some muscle. He yeah, has he, to. He'll, he will, never be, right? he'll never be ripped. He'll never be yoked. Like, well, he's not going to be Zion. No, you know what I mean, yeah. And he won't even be Zion, uh, excuse me, Giannis. But if he can just put on like 15, 20 pounds of muscle over the next couple years and establish himself in the paint and continue to work on his jumper, that guy can be a superstar as well. So, yeah, there's no reason why he can't be 20, 10, and three blocks. Yeah. There's, there's, no but I, I, you know, this is me. I'm always hesitant when you're mentioning Dikembe Mutombo. You know, the the Dikembe Mutombo is the second greatest shot blocker in the history of the NBA. To kind of say like he could be Dikembe, like I mean, I, that's a that's a know, just, that's just a bold statement, of, Cotton. That's all I'm saying. Just in terms of altering shots and the you know, game. I mean, he the, had six blocks in his first game. Yeah, against summer league competition. You both, either one of you probably could have scored at least two points in one of those games. So <laughs> I would have hit a corner three. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right, everybody. Keep enjoying the summertime. We'll be back uh, next week uh, to talk about more. Hopefully, Kevin Durant's on the move and will give us something to talk about. Katie, Sixers. Katie Trey, five, if you're out there. like uh, you know, maybe Call in. Do some, do some stuff. Yeah, so we have stuff to talk about. Rich All right, keep enjoying, everybody. Thanks for watching. TJ, Adam, yeah, man. Brockman here. We're out. Peace. Peace.